Welcome in, cronies, to the Manchild Sports. I'm here with my best friend tonight, Jay. Tonight we're going to review the AFC South and the hot garbage NFC South. <laughs> and it is garbage. <laughs> oh, it's garbage. You know, it is really nice to have some one-on-one time with my guy, Ryan Olson. That felt good. My best friend, Jay. I'm always last, no matter how you talk. It's always either Michael John Jay or John Michael Jay. So it's really nice that it's just me tonight. Thanks, bro. Your, your name just rolls off the tongue nice at the end. You know, when I was a kid, to make you feel better, when I was a kid, Jay, uh, when I was at my grandma's house, she taught me a long time ago to, to finish everything on my plate. So I got smart as a little kid where I would eat the worst stuff first and I always save the best for last. That makes me feel good. Thank good. you, Ryan. No one else is here to soak in this moment with me, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I'm going to take the win. <laughs> Speaking of the best for last, let's start out with the better division of these two, the AFC South. There last year, the Jaguars won the division at 9-8. and eight. Titans were 7-10. and 10. Colts. Four and twelve Texans, three and thirteen, pitiful division. The Vegas odds this year: the Jaguars, ten and a half wins. And we're going to start with them. They added, they added this guy last year, but I want to talk about him right now as an ad because he didn't get to play last year. Kelvin Ridley. Yep. And we'll get into him a little deeper here in a second. D. Ernest Johnson uh, didn't do much last year, but people might remember him a couple years ago. Uh, filling in when the Browns running backs were hurt, and he did phenomenal. And they really the only lost Marvin Jones, a receiver. Uh, so they're looking pretty intact compared to last year. Um, I just realized I didn't get the average draft position for these guys. Oh, did um, you? I, I, I got him on a, on a few of them, but um, okay. for, 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 for the Jaguars, I mean, Ryan, it's the momentum they have. Yes. They carried that momentum last year. They went on, what, a seven-game or nine-game win streak? I can't remember what it is. It was a ridiculous win streak up until the very last game. They were not going to make the playoffs, and then they played the Colts or, no, the Titans and beat them. Beat the Titans, make the playoffs, and then have that crazy good comeback against the Chargers to beat them in the wild card to go play the Chiefs. I'm telling you, the momentum is on the Jaguars' side. I think Vegas is wrong on their odds. Jaguars are winning 12 games this year. Oh, hey I think they're Hey-o. about dead. I think they're about dead on. They are in an easier division. Titans are okay. Colts and Texans, not so much. So easier division. They could they could win 12 games because of that division. I don't think they have the hardest schedule. But uh, their biggest addition last year was getting rid of the terrible human being and coach Urban Meyer and bringing in Doug oh, Peterson, who's Super yep. Bowl winning coach. That's right. obviously a good coach uh, working with the young quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence with a good coach last year threw for 4,113 yards, 25 touchdowns, rushed for 291 yards and five touchdowns. He finished as the eighth best quarterback in fantasy last year. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to get it out of the way right now. This is my MVP for this division. I think this guy is going to blow up this year. I think he is going to reach the top 
four or five, which is which is something. Four or five quarterbacks. I think he's going to open up his run game. I mean, last year to me, I know he was a rookie with Urban Meyer, but was he really? Did he really get what he was supposed to get out of it? So last year, I considered him like he are like a half a year rookie. So this year, I yep. am expecting big things, and with some of the additional weapons they brought in and the schedule they're going to have, I think he's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. So right now, his uh, his draft position for quarterback is number eight. So he's being taken right ahead of Tua and people like Daniel Jones. And I'm telling you, he's going to lap those two guys in fantasy points this year. I would not be afraid to be uh, taking Trevor Lawrence. That dude is going to do amazing. To me, when it comes to quarterbacks, there's, you know, you go by tiers. He's in that, that second tier and it's a huge drop off after him. Yep. So you got you want to make I'm in a draft uh, coming up here this Saturday or Sunday. It's a two quarterback draft, and I have oh. the 10th pick in this draft. It's a dynasty. Are you going to go back to back quarterback? I've been doing mock drafts, and yep. at the 10th pick, no matter what, because somebody two people will take Jamar Chase and Justin Fields. I mean uh, Justin Jefferson. It always comes down to Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. And I'm leaning toward Trevor Lawrence because I feel like there's better longevity there. And he may not score as many points this year or next year. Yeah, but I agree with that. Uh, and it's a third round reversal, which means it goes one through two and then, you know, backwards as a snake. But then the third round starts at number 12 and goes back. So the way I've been doing it, I've been getting uh, an elite, either two wide receivers or elite two running backs. But I get unbelievable first three picks in my team. Wow. Every mock I do just ends up phenomenal. So I'm super excited uh, for that draft That's position. Awesome. I talked That's to commissioner into awesome. I, when I got that pick, I'm like, you're doing a third round reversal, right? What's that? I go, it just makes it so much more even in the draft. <laughs> and they did it. So and it does make you're, it more, it does make it more awesome. even though it, it does, does make it more sure. even, but uh, to my advantage, if obviously if I had one of the first few picks, I would not have mentioned the third round reversal. Uh, yeah, I'm all in on Trevor Lawrence. Running back, Travis Etienne, who this is his third year, but it's his second year. His first year, he was hurt the whole year with Liz Frank injury. Uh, so he's now in. It's in the game. Etienne. It's in the game. There so this is. will be his uh, second full year. Second full year recovered from the injury. So he should be at full health. Pretty good last year. 1,125 yards, five touchdowns, 35 catches, 316 yards. Finished as the 17th uh, running back last year. And he was a boomer bust type running back. He had very explosive runs. Uh, Where I see his upside at is not so much rushing. It is catching. Because him and Trevor Lawrence went to college together in Clemson. And he caught a ton of balls from Trevor Lawrence. And I think they're going to try to work that into the offense with him. And he's he has the tools to be, I mean, he can catch 45, 50 balls and gain another couple hundred yards there, which is going to be huge for fantasy. So that's another guy. I love this Jaguars team. I'll, I'm all in on this guy, too. Yeah, um, I, right now he's getting drafted as the uh, running back 14. Um, so uh, when you're looking at running backs, 
going off the board. He is going off at number 14. I think he has the potential to finish top 10. Um, he is for sure going to be a, a solid running back, too. Yeah, he's a great, I mean, that's a great running back, too, to have. Well, they drafted this year in the uh, second round, I believe, Tank Bigsby, Tank who is Bigsby. A, a nice power back, compliment back to him. He's probably going to get some run with this team that will cut into his ETN's rushing yards. But I think this offense is going to be explosive. They're going to have more plays and more touchdown opportunities, so I don't think it's going to affect ETN's uh, outcome. But I think Tank Bigsby is a great handcuff and yep. not a bad flex spot some weeks where you need to put somebody in there if they have a favorable matchup. Yep, I agree. Uh, Dearness, <laughs> poor Dearness went there thinking he was going to be the backup oh, and he yeah. got pushed down to number three again. Poor guy. He had the talent. He's just never going to get an opportunity. Now, wide receiver, Kelvin Ridley. Now, I didn't write stats down for Kelvin Ridley last year because he was suspended all year for gambling. I didn't write him down the year before because he got suspended for gambling and ended his season because of mental uh, problems and he had to get some help. But in 2020, where he had his last full season, the dude exploded. 90 catches for 1,374 yards and nine touchdowns. And judging everything I see in camp, the videos I'm watching, the talk I'm hearing is this guy is primed to do it again. He looks fast, strong. He just looks so much better than every receiver on that team. And their receivers did pretty good last year. So I I was, I was, didn't want anything to do with Kelvin Ridley, but the more the season's getting closer and the more I'm seeing, I'm starting to be all in on this guy. Take the risk. Look, I, I'm going to say it right now. I had my MVP for this um, division, and I have it as Calvin Ridley. I actually have it as Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley because I think Calvin Ridley has a huge chip on his shoulder. He is going to be running down that field, leaving flames behind him, Ryan. This guy is he is going to be like a bat out of hell, and he is ready to show the NFL that they made a big mistake. Um, I'm very high on Calvin Ridley. Um, love what I've been seeing in camp. I think his energy is through the roof. Um, I'm all in on the guy. Um, and there's a lot of targets to go around. I mean, last year, Christian Kirk had 133 targets. Zay Jones had 121. When you So when you look at Ridley, I feel like he's guaranteed that 115 to 125 targets this year. He is going to be, um, he's, he's going to be a force to reckon with. This offense is is going to be so fun to watch because the the other it guy is. Christian Kirk, the guy was the dude was awesome last year. Eighty four catches, eleven hundred yards, and eight touchdowns. It's he fantastic. finished as the number eleven receiver. He's going to be yeah. good again this year. I mean, that's that's yep. Trevor Lawrence's guy from last year. Uh, it's just there's just so many weapons. Zay Jones, eighty two catches, eight hundred sixty three yards, and five touchdowns. The number twenty six receiver last year. It's just, I mean, they're going to be one of the better offenses in the league. I'm very excited yep, to watch these guys. Uh, and their tight end, Evan Ingram, uh, who was a uh, free agent, and they re-signed him, which I thought was huge. He had his best year since he was a rookie, 73 catches for 766 yards and four touchdowns. Number five tight end. Now, I think he's still going to be good, but he's going to be more of a streamer this year. I think 
I think he is going to feel the biggest effect from Kelvin Ridley. I agree with that. Deal. Yeah. He'll, he'll, did his you know? Is, go ahead. Did you know that Evan Ingram only dropped the ball three times last year? Wow, that's pretty good. He only dropped the ball three times. Other than that, he caught every one of those targets, Ryan. Wow. Yeah, I think he's going to go down to around, around 55 to 60 catches and less yards. Yep. All right. That's it for the Titans there. Or the uh, Jaguars. Let's go to the Tennessee Titans. Last year, 7-10. and 10. The Vegas odds, 7.5 wins. I don't have much for ads, but I got one big one. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. But what they lost is unbelievable. I had no idea until I researched this how much they lost. They, they lost, lost so much. They lost Austin Hooper and basically their left side of the line. They lost their uh, two guards and tackle. What are they doing? And they lost their best <laughs> defensive end, Bud Dupree. I, I guess they're just like, Derrick Henry don't need a line to block, apparently. So I was kind of high in the Titans, and then I saw that, and I'm like, uh-oh. Because all those guys are good, too. Taylor Luan, Ben Jones, all those guys are good pro bowlers. They're pro bowl linemen. That's a big deal. Look, look ever they beat the Packers last year on November 17th, and then they didn't win another game. They lost well, all their last seven games, Ryan, including you know. that week 18 against the Jaguars that I talked about. So a lot of times I'm looking, I, like I talked about Jaguars with their momentum, I'm looking at the Titans' momentum. Now, I love Mike Vrabel. I think Mike Vrabel is a great coach, and he is a great defensive coach. I think they will still have a tough defense this year, but that defense is going to get tired because it's going to be on the field a lot. I do not think the Titans are going to have a very good season. I believe what we saw to end last year is a sign of more things to come. This is going to be a pretty rough year for the Tennessee Titans. Well, I'm glad you brought up their losing streak to end the season of seven games because it's going to tie into what I'm going to talk about great next, and that's Ryan Tannehill. Okay. Ryan Tannehill, uh. last year, played 12 games. They lost their last seven. He got hurt in his 12th game. They play 17 yep. games. So you're talking six out of those games, they didn't have Ryan Tannehill. They lost seven. So they they were sitting pretty good with Ryan Tannehill last year. Now, the whole team's going to come down to can this makeshift offensive line hold up? Because I think Tannehill, with a good receiver... I mean, he had hot garbage last year for receivers. He had Robert Woods, who's he washed did. up. He did. Traylon Burks, who was a first-round rookie, but he was hurt most of the year. He was hurt most of the time. Yeah. So they had really nobody to throw the ball to. And their, uh, Austin Hooper was terrible. And Chica Conquo, a tight end we're going to talk about, he was a rookie last year as well. But Tannehill in his 12 games, really 11 games, had uh, 2,300 or 2,500 yards, 13 touchdowns, and uh, two touchdowns on the ground. Finished as a 26 quarterback but he's a wily veteran I think with this coach and him being healthy and adding DeAndre Hopkins I think they're going to beat that Vegas win total I think they're I don't think they're going to be great but I think they'll have eight or nine wins I I have them getting eight wins um but it's not going to be enough to make the playoffs 
Derrick Henry, the running back, 1,538 yards, 13 touchdowns, 33 catches for 390. Finished as the fourth running back. Had like 360 carries, something like that. Unbelievable amount. And the I want to say this stat big before thing you with move Henry, on. The big thing with Henry, when are the wheels going to fall off? I hear you. Uh, with all those crazy stats you just heard Ryan say that he did last year, he did that despite facing the highest percentage of stack boxes in the NFL. Yeah, you didn't. This is new. They were going <laughs> to hand it to Henry. They stacked the boxes. That's where you put all the linebackers right behind those freaking linemen so he can't run. He still averaged 4.4 yards per carry. Oh, also the, my gosh. Also, the safeties moved down about eight yards and played just behind yeah. where the linebackers <laughs> normally play. That's yep. a stacked box. And you, They couldn't throw the ball at all last year. And then when uh, all their backups came in there at the end, he still was running for 100 yards every game. <laughs> Unbelievable. But, I mean, like I said, the big question with Derrick Henry is when are the yep. wheels going to fall off? Is this was last year's last best year, but this guy is just a freak of nature. We've been I don't saying know. it for three years. I think that was it. And then he keeps doing it. Look, in a redraft league, I'm I'm still taking Henry. I am not gonna shy away from that guy. In dynasty leagues, I don't want Henry. Um it, in a new dynasty league where where you're drafting. Um, but for a redraft league, take Henry where he's ranked. He is still gonna have a good season. Yeah, in a, in a dynasty, even if you're doing a new draft in a dynasty league, if your team is getting built, your first few picks, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, my first few picks are phenomenal," you take Derrick Henry. That's like a cherry on top. Where oh, you absolutely, might win, you, you might win your first year. Yeah, and if, I'm always if, if he falls ridiculously low, obviously take him. But yeah. I, I, if people are taking him in the second round, I think they're reaching in a dynasty league. Oh yeah, I would not take him that early. Apparently has one good year. Well, who knows? The guy's just a freak. Uh, wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, huge offseason addition. He's getting older, but he did pretty good last year. Nine games, phenomenal output. Sixty-four catches for seven hundred seventeen yards and three touchdowns. Finished as the 49th receiver, but in those nine games, you sh- he showed he still got it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, still good. Report and, a report I just read today from from uh, from camps and from practices. They say he's back to vintage form. He looks just like DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, you got to be careful of that camp talk. They used to say that about Julio Jones when he went there too. I know. <laughs> I think speaking Hopkins of Julio Jones, you know, you you sent out a uh, a meme the other day to um, myself and John, and it was a picture of the Titans. And it was Randy Moss wearing a Titans uniform, Andre Johnson wearing a Titans uniform, and Julio Jones wearing a Titans uniform. If you look up the stats, they did not have good years as a Tennessee Titan. Will Hopkins break that streak? I think so. I think so. But his running mate, Traylon Burks, is who I'm more excited about. Okay. He had 11 games last year. They were all injury-riddled games, 33 catches for 444 yards and a touchdown. But the dude, you can just tell watching him. He's big. He's fast. He can catch yep. the traffic. I think he's going to be good. I think I'm going to say a hot take here. I think he's going to finish the year better than DeAndre Hopkins. 
You heard it here, folks. So look, if Ryan's right, you're getting a steal. Hopkins is going uh, number 50 overall, number 20 wide receiver. Burks is not going until number 94, number 40 overall. So if Ryan's right, you're getting a very late addition to your team. Um, and they're going to perform better than DeAndre Hopkins. I like the team. If, if Burks is healthy, I agree. He's my sleeper pick. I'm a little biased. I have him in I have him in some of my main leagues. So I'm really hoping he does good. But I watched it because I had him and I I got him in some trades last year where I just told people just throw Traylon Burks in there because they didn't know what was going on. And watching him play, I'm like, oh, this dude is good. We just need because when he came back, Tannehill left. I think yeah. he had like one or two healthy games with Tannehill. So it's like, oh man. Get a guy that can throw him the ball. Texans, you know, when they lost all those offensive linemen, everybody thought they were trading Tannehill, trading Derrick Henry. They were going to rebuild because they couldn't afford to bring any offensive linemen in. So this is the best time to just tank the year and go get uh, Caleb Johnson in the draft next year. Yeah. For some reason, I'm assuming it was Vrabel's. Like, I don't tank, I'm sure. And they're going to give one more run at it. We'll see what happens. I think the AFC is too loaded for him, though. Next team, the Indianapolis Colts. What a train wreck that was last year. Finished 4-12. Oh, whoa, and whoa, whoa, whoa. You totally skipped out on Chig. Oh, my bad. Beep, 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 beep. Back it up. Back the truck. Back, back the truck up. up. <laughs> I don't want to skip this guy. Chig Aconquo. Rookie tight end last year. Uh, 32 catches, 450 yards, and three touchdowns. Pretty much all towards the end of the season. Was a, if you got him late in the season, he probably helped you in the playoffs. Finished as the 25th uh, best tight end last year. But he's going a lot earlier this year in drafts. People are very high on him. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins probably heard his stock a little bit. But the dude's athletic. He's fast. He can catch. Little undersized for a tight end. But I think uh, I'm excited about him. I, I like him. If I get him I'm, in I'm draft, I'm trying to I'm, remember... Last year in our ESPN Fantasy League, someone told me to pick up Chig. Oh, yeah, that was, was me. you. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> Appreciate yeah. that, Ryan. All I do is help your team win, Jay. That's all I do. And I'm uh, so glad you did. I, he is actually my sleeper pick in the AFC. I think Chig oh. is going to way outperform. Right now, he's going number 16 tight end, and I have him going top seven finish. Uh, Chig is... Uh, going to um, uh, more than double um, his draft position as far as better. And so pick up this guy. I'm excited to see what he can do with all the weapons that are on that offense. You know, in that ESPN league, you and I both picked up nice young tight ends. I got Greg Dulcich. Somebody dropped him. And you got Chikakonkwo. And I think both those guys are going to be pretty good tight ends for a long time so I'm, I'm pretty happy we each got those guys that's why Thanks, I let you Brian. go get him because I had Greg Dulcich and Mark Andrews already <laughs> alright the Indianapolis Colts uh, led under Jeff Saturday and Frank Reich 4-12 oh. <laughs> and 12. for some, somehow I don't even know how this is even real their projected win total is 6.5 I don't get it I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year I really do. I don't. I don't understand it. They lost Matt Ryan, which is probably a good thing. Paris Campbell, which was one of their better receivers last year. 
And uh, another big loss was their uh, pass rushing defensive end, Yannick Nakko. They they didn't add much. They added Isaiah McKenzie and Gardner Minshew. Wah, wah. Look, I'm going to say this. The Indianapolis Colts needed last year to happen. They kept limping along, throwing in these random veteran quarterbacks who are like, yeah, maybe they want to keep playing for a little while. Ever since Andrew Luck retired, they have been, they've had no identity. They needed last year, sorry, Matt Ryan, but they needed you to be as bad as you were so they could literally just reset this team. It got so bad that they fired Frank Reich, which we were very vocal about last year, not being happy about. Um, Israel wanted Saturday to work out to give him the full-time job. Thankfully for the Colts fans, that didn't happen either. Um, instead, they got the Philadelphia Eagles offensive coordinator, um, Shane Steichen. Steichen. Uh, they hired him, which was, I think, a great hire. Um, they were able to get the fourth pick in the NFL draft, and they were able to land one of the like most crazy athletic quarterbacks we've ever seen at the Combine. And I'll let Brian talk about that when, when that time comes. But I'm telling you, the Colts needed that to happen so they could finally... Um, do a reset because they were limping along for far too long and I know Colts fans who have not been happy. The Colts fans are probably excited this year because of the new quarterback, but I'm just going to tell you, Colts fans, your team is going to be hot garbage. It's not going to happen this year, but I, I do think he can be a quarterback for the future. And that quarterback is Anthony Richardson, freak athlete, uh, just think Cam Newton prime. That's what you think Anthony Richardson's ceiling is. Yep. He's fast. He's big. He's got a rocket arm. I mean, he's basically Cam Newton 2.0, isn't he? I mean, that's pretty much what he is. Maybe even yeah, bigger I mean, and faster. He's bigger and faster. So he ran a 4-4-3 40-yard dash. It was the fourth fastest time by a quarterback since they started tracking it in the year 2000. He weighs 244 pounds. The quarterbacks who ran faster than him, there's three of them. Michael Vick, Robert Griffin III, and Reggie McNeil. They all weighed under 220 pounds. So he outweighs them by 200, or sorry, by 24 pounds, and he's that fast. Um, he also recorded a 40 and a half inch vertical leap, a 129 inch broad jump, he is one of 14 players to at least record those numbers. Um, so that's why it's just like he is a freak athlete. You know what grinds my gears about Anthony Richardson? Tell me, what grinds your gears? Is in our Dynasty League and Sleeper, Michael, who knows nothing about fantasy football, got him on his team. And now he has <laughs> Lamar Jackson and Anthony. The guy's team is looks better than mine Look. right now. And it drives me nuts because I tell him who to draft, who to pick up. And his team looks better than me. I just can't Dude, stand it. I, I'm I'm telling you, Richardson, if if even if he starts at on day one, which so, I don't know if he's gonna start, even if right he here. starts from day one, he has one. top twelve QB upside every week just because of his rushing ability. We saw Justin Fields do it last year. So I want the Colts I want the Colts fans to prepare for that. Justin Fields and the Bears, look at the hype they have. They only won three games last year. Don't expect a lot of wins, but expect to see Anthony Richardson do some athletic stuff. I'm telling you, that guy can play. 
Did you write down what his average draft position is? Um, from what I saw, and this is one quarterback leagues, he's not getting drafted. Really? What I see, if I was in a one quarterback league, I would for sure take like Kirk Cousins and then take Anthony Richardson. To me, that's like a perfect combo. Get a stable quarterback and huge upside guy if he starts breaking off these runs. Yep. Yep. Now, the running back room gets a little murky. You got Jonathan Taylor, 11 games last year, 861 yards, four touchdowns, 28 catches for 143 yards. Not a very good year for him. He he didn't even look good last year when he played. And now he wants a contract. And now he went home. Today, he went home. And Kareem Hunt... We're recording this on a little early, so if there's a, ha, something happened with Kareem Hunt, we didn't know about it. But at the time, today, yep. Kareem Hunt went to New Orleans, and it looked like he was going to sign with them. In fact, they even reported he's signing with the Saints. Well, right before he got on the field to work out for the Saints, the Indianapolis Colts called him and offered him a contract without even yep. working out. So his agent's like... And Kareem Hunt, they had a deal all worked out. And he's like, well, I'm going to go to Indy. Because they were offering him whatever they were paying him. They said, we'll pay you more. So now he's on his way to Indy, which which means Indy has no faith in Jonathan Taylor playing for him this year if they're getting desperate like that. That's right. Well, they had Zach Moss, who they brought over from the Bills, and he broke his arm. He broke his arm. Zach Moss has a broken arm. So all they have is Evan Hole, Deion Jackson, and Kenyon Drake. I'm telling you, by the time this airs, the Colts will have signed Kareem Hunt, and I am not counting on Jonathan Taylor playing this year. Yeah, I am not touching him in any draft I do. I got that, like I just said, I got a dynasty draft nope. coming up. I ain't touching him. Let somebody else have him. I don't, I don't want him. Yep. The dude, I mean, he was phenomenal two years ago. That's a, I mean, his rookie year, he ended the year good. He didn't look good last year, and if he's on a different team and he's going to be that linchpin that thinks he's going to fix the running back situation in the NFL, he's got another thing coming because Melvin Gordon tried that, ruined his career. Le'Veon Bell tried that, ruined his career. Everybody that tries it, they just ruin their career. Don't do it, Jonathan. Just play. Yep. Make millions. Make $10 and be happy with that. (laughs) Their other guy, the other guy they have is Evan Hall. They drafted but let's just let's just assume that Cream Hunt goes there. Cream Hunt was not good last year. Cream Hunt looked bad. Two years ago, Cream Hunt looked great. Last year, he wanted to be traded. The Browns nobody wanted him. Browns wouldn't trade him, and then they pretty much benched him the rest of the year. Does he still have enough in the tank? He's like twenty eight or twenty nine. Does he have enough in the tank? To be a productive running back, he can catch, he can run, he can pass block. So it's good for Anthony Richardson. But is he good enough to be a good fantasy option for you? Hey, this goes all the way back to his Chiefs days. I loved Kareem Hunt. I loved him when he was with the Chiefs. I liked watching him get a chance with the Browns um, and perform well. But he was he. Everyone knows that it was behind Nick Chubb. That was the that was the running back room was for Nick Chubb. Um, Kareem Hunt wasn't happy last year. I blame most of the, most of that performance on him. Um, if Kareem Hunt is on the Colts, 
I'm going to take a flyer on him. Uh, I think I think he has potential to go all the way up to a running back two um, and be one of the uh, um, in that second tier of running backs. Um, wow. Kareem Hunt can play ball. You think he can be a top 20 running back, huh? I do indeed. You can get him for dirt cheap in drafts, I can tell you that. So uh, let's go to the wide receivers. Michael Pittman, who finished decent, but ugh, it was, I have him on teams. Ugh. 99 catches for 925 yards, four touchdowns. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of catches. But if my math does me right, that's under 10 yards a catch. That's pretty bad. He finished as the 20th best wide receiver. The guy's got talent. He just had nobody throwing the ball. Maybe that can change, but I feel like they brought in receivers. Richardson's probably not going to, they're going to be more of a running team now. I just, I'm not, and he's he's going into his uh, fourth Fourth. year, I believe. So he might be a free agent. I don't think they picked up his fifth year option. Because I think he was a second-round pick, so he's going to be a free agent next year. And I think he wants to be a free agent next year. I I don't see the upside with Pittman. I'm avoiding him in draft. Yeah. He's, he's, I've, he's not a player I want to target. I have him on my ESPN league that we're in, and I am desperately trying to move him. Because his numbers, he finished number 20 last year, so it looks good on paper right now. So I'm, I'm trying to get rid of him before the season starts. A rookie they had last year. They're number two, Alec Pierce. Looked pretty good last year. 41 catches, 593 yards, and two touchdowns. Finished as a 63rd. Uh, again, I'm avoiding all wide receivers, pass catchers on this team. Yep. The only person I'm even interested in is Anthony Richardson and maybe Kareem Hunt if he goes there and I get him late. But Pierce, That's as good. a rookie, did good. Dynasty, I would take him late because uh, he might end up being Richardson's number one target. But he, he looked good last year on the field. The other guy they brought, they drafted Josh Downs, who pretty good in college. They got him in the third round. So I think it's going to be Pierce and Downs uh, will be Richardson's receivers for the future. Dynasty, you can get him late. It's a good upside pick. Don't expect anything this year. And their tight end, the yeah. giant, they only have giants at tight ends in Indianapolis, but their, their best one is Jelani Woods, who's also a rookie last year. 25 catches, 312 yards, and three touchdowns. Now, normally, mobile quarterbacks become best friends with tight ends. So that's a guy, you can get him in the last round or pick him off free agency. He might be somebody that could develop into something this year. All right, the last team, the Houston Texans, finished last year at 3-13. and Vegas projected win total, 5.5. Now, the Texans added Devin Singletary, running back, Robert Woods, wide receiver, Dalton Schultz, tight end, lost Brandon Cooks. So they added some veteran leadership to go with this team. They have a young quarterback. They have some okay pieces. They're not going to be great. I think they're going to be better than last year because their quarterback is an upgrade over Davis Mills. Um, but I think they're still going to be hot garbage. I don't know if they're going to get to five wins. They'll be four or five wins is what I'm thinking. Well, I think one of the biggest additions that they did was bringing in new head coach, D'Amico Ryans. Oh, love me. They brought him in. They brought in two very exciting rookies. And 
it's it's interesting. I just want to do a quick flashback. If you go to the first pick in the second round of the 2006 NFL draft, the Houston Texans selected Alabama linebacker D'Amico Ryans. Now, he was not supposed to go there. There were players, you know, people had um, Jackson tied to him. They had McIntosh tied to the Texans. There were all these other players they could have taken, but they took him. He gave them 10 seasons. He had a very successful um, time um, with the Texans. And so all of a sudden you flash forward and it's paying dividends because he turned out to be a heck of a smart coach. Um, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And so I think it's awesome. I think you can call it blind luck for the Texans. They needed to catch a break because, um, but they're getting a hot assistant in D'Amico Ryans. He checks a lot of boxes um, and he did a great job running the Niners defense. So uh, I'm very, he is super excited to be joining a team that hasn't had a good season in what four four or five years now like, it's been a while the texans haven't been relevant in forever and this guy's excited to get there so i'm gonna call it blind luck but uh i'm excited for the coach that's one of the best additions um that they had this past year what was their other uh high draft pick besides the quarterback what was their other draft pick um the end um yeah, they got the best anderson DN. yep the best D end so they took yep. yeah the quarterback number two and then traded up and got him number three that's right very good move they, they remind me a lot of the Jets because Robert Sala came from San Francisco D'Amico Ryans has a lot of the same energy yep they they're building their team through the draft they made a great move to get a cornerstone on offense a cornerstone on defense yep so uh, and they're gonna have good pick next year they're gonna have good picks again next year so uh, look for them. Uh, quarterback that they drafted, number two overall, C.J. Stroud. And he was my favorite quarterback coming out of the draft. I think he has the best overall tools when it comes to passing, running, uh, playing in a, you know, playing at Ohio State was a prolific yep. team as well. Not to say that uh, the Carolinas, who we're going to talk about later, didn't. But he he just has the size. He's got all the tangibles that you want. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a rougher year, but I, you know, I don't mind taking him in dynasties because I think he's going to end up being a pretty decent quarterback. I don't think he's going to be like a top four or five guy, but I think he'll be a solid top 12 quarterback every year for you. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, so I, did you hear about the S2 test controversy surrounding no. CJ Stroud? No. So the S2 test replaced the Wonderlick test. So it's grading your football knowledge, your ability. CJ Stroud's um, number leaked, and he scored an 18% on the S2 test. You think he just didn't try? Which is why they say he wasn't picked number one. I know we'll talk about Bryce Young later, but he scored a 98% on the S2 test. And then Florida's Anthony Richardson scored a 79%. But yeah, C.J. Stroud scored an 18%. And when people asked him about it, they said, hey, what's the what's this about your test score? He said, I don't take tests. I play football. Look what I do on the field. 
<laughs> See, that's what okay. that's exactly Fair enough. somebody that gets somebody that gets an eighteen percent that is that good at playing football, to me feels like he's like, I don't care about this test. And he just he just circled yeah. C for every answer. <laughs> <laughs> and he very well could have. I mean, who when I was in high school I did that. If I knew I was I'm gonna get a passing grade on my report card for this and it's the semester <laughs> test, I don't care. Yeah. I'm just gonna Move guess. On. It's not gonna hurt me. <laughs> All right, running back. The one one shining bright spot for this team last year, Damian Pierce. Got hurt at the end of the year, but finished. Uh, he was so close to 1,000 yards. 939 yards, four touchdowns, 30 catches, 165 yards, and a touchdown. Finished as the 28th running back. Looked good. Looked, ran hard, broke tackles. Um, it's going to help having a little bit better of a quarterback back there. Uh I like Damian Pierce. A lot of people are down on him because they brought in Devin Singletary from Buffalo, yep. who yep. also had a good year last year at 882 yards, five touchdowns, 38 catches, 200 yards, and touchdown. But Damian Pierce is tough. You either take your chance on him or you don't. He doesn't have draft capital, which in the NFL means something, because when you don't draft a running back high, the coaches and the GMs, they don't care. And these are new coaches. That wasn't their yep. guy. So they brought Devin Singletary in. Devin Singletary is a solid back, but I think Damian Pierce can wear defenses down. I think he's still going to be good, and I don't mind I don't mind taking him. I think Devin Singletary is coming in as a complimentary back. Yep. What was so impressive about Damian Pierce is he did all of that with the 31st-ranked um, offensive line. Oh, they're terrible. Yeah. And Devin Singletary had a top 10 offensive line with the Bills. And so when you look at the difference between them, that's why I that's why I like Damian Pierce, because you saw him literally just wearing, wearing the defense out. Now, I will say this, D'Amico Ryans does come from a Kyle Shanahan coaching tree who does use multiple backs whenever possible. So I do think this is going to be like a 60-40 uh, maybe even 55-45 split for carries um, and just let both the guys stay fresh and run hard. More than likely. They're going to run a lot, though. Yes, They're going to they be... Yeah, and uh, the other thing with Devin Singletary, he had Josh Allen as his quarterback. Yeah, so yeah. Damian Pierce had Davis Mills, which means Damian Pierce, like Derrick Henry, stacked boxes yep. all year because they had... Yep. They, Davis Mills was terrible. So, uh, go to wide receivers. Their wide receiver room is garbage. Robert Woods, who I put as their number one, he is washed up. He's done. I'm not touching him with a 10-foot pole. He was terrible last year. He looked slow. He dropped passes. Uh, he worked in, in the Rams offense because of the coach, but he had 53 catches, he never 527 came, he, he never last. came back from injury, Ryan. No. He tore his ACL. He never came back, right? I, I feel bad for him. It, it's, I, in my opinion, it's injury, um, it's injury cause. But he, he never came back the same. He's not the same player. No, good veteran leadership for a young team. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Nico Collins, who for some reason I thought was better than when I wrote his stats down: thirty-seven catches, four hundred eighty-one yards. But the guy that I'm excited about was the rookie they drafted a couple years ago in the first round who had to miss his rookie season because of leukemia. 
He's back, and all reports, he looks fantastic in camp, and that's John yep. Mechie. So John if Mechie. I'm taking, yeah, if I'm taking a chance on anybody on this team, that's my guy, and I have been snarfing him up in every draft I get because he's super late. Nobody's taking him, and the guy was a first round pick. Like he's got, he's got the skills. He had the production. That's and I think that's might be CJ Stroud's number one guy he's gonna go for when he throws the ball. Now there's uh one more person that if I'm gonna invest, there's only Brian said it, there's only two wide receivers to invest in, and you're doing it in the very late rounds, and that's John Mechie and then also Dell. Um uh Dell was drafted and CJ Stroud asked them to draft him. Um yeah, Tink Dell. And so one of yeah, uh, Tank Dell, one of these two between Tank Dell and John Mechie, one of them are, is going to become CJ Stroud's wide receiver one. I don't know who it's going to be, so I'm also targeting um, Dell at the end of draft. You know, you hear Tank Dell and you think, oh, what does this guy look like? DK Metcalf? No, no, nope. he, <laughs> he's about the size of Michael Glavin. He's short, he's small, but he's really quick and fast. So we'll see what happens with him. Now, the, now the, there, the, uh, it, go ahead. Where he's being compared to for for his size, he's getting compared to like an Isaiah McKenzie, a Greg Dorch, or even a Hollywood Brown. They've all had success at that size. Um, so Mechie does have more going for him as far as being a bigger receiver. But I think Dell has the potential to put put up a lot of yards too. It could be a good one-two punch. You put Mechie on the outside and and. Uh... Dell goes in the slot, you know, does all those underneath yep. routes. Now, the true number one target on this team is probably going to be their tight end. They brought in from Dallas, Dalton Schultz. Oh a little God. down here this year, but the guy is very solid. Very, I call him a chain mover, which is exactly what a young quarterback needs. He knows how to find, he's like Travis Kelsey, but slower. But he can find, he's good at finding space in zones. And that's how he moves chains so much. 57 catches, 577 yards last year, five touchdowns. Finished as the 11th tight end. I've had him on teams where he's finished as the third tight end. He can be very productive. He's gonna. He's not going to be that bad as he was last year, but he's going to be, I mean, he's not going to be a top five tight end, but he'll be a top 10 guy yep. and a, a best friend to C.J. Stroud, especially his first couple of years. Yep. I, I think that was such a smart move on the Houston Texans to pick up Dalton Schultz. Yep. And that's it for the AFC South. Uh, one good team, one maybe good team, and then two garbage teams going in different directions, I think. Uh, all right, let's go to the NFC South. NFC South last year. What a terrible division last year. And set up to be terrible again this year. The leading division Nobody winner. Nobody wanted to win. Nobody wanted to win. In fact, they all had losing records. The Bucks won the division at 8-9, and that's with Tom Brady. Uh, the Panthers, Saints, and Falcons all finished at 7-10. and Unreal. Let's talk about the first team. The Tampa Bay Bucks. Vegas win total this year, 6.5. And, and I'll tell you why. They lost Tom Brady. They lost Leonard Fournette. And I threw his name on there because it sounds cool. Julio Jones, they also lost. <laughs> yeah. But folks, don't worry. They added Baker, the touchdown maker, Mayfield. Yikes. Baker Mayfield. Look, Go ahead. When the when the 
when the Bucks signed Tom Brady, they knew what they were doing. Uh, the, G, the, the GM of the team has even come out and said, we knew we would have to pay the Piper at some point. I want you guys to hear why it's so bad. Um, well, first of all, signing Brady, they won a they won the freaking Super Bowl yeah. the first year. Goal they win they win the division the next two years with last year being very sad. So the gamble paid off. But here is what their here's what their off season's been like. They have a staggering seventy four point three million dollars in dead cap space this year. Mm. 70 so that's almost 75 million they can't do anything with it's just money that's dead yep so that's why they're quiet in free agency they can't make a lot of big splashes and the gm came out and said we knew we would have to pay the piper at some point but we are still happy because we got a freaking super bowl with tom brady but here we are they could make no move this offseason and they signed baker mayfield poor todd bulls who knows if that guy's a good coach or not? Just in the worst, went to the Jets in the worst situation. Now he's at the Bucks in the worst situation. <laughs> Let's talk about the quarterback. Sounds like it's going to be Baker Mayfield. I mean, they have Kyle Trask there too. He's been sitting for three years, but it sounds, in all accounts, it sounds like it's going to be Baker Mayfield. Played twelve games yep. last year, twenty-one, sixty-three yards, ten touchdowns. Finished as the 29th quarterback. Had a couple of flashes with the Rams at oh, the yeah. end of the year where yep. people thought Baker Mania was back, but the guy talk about a guy who was on the top of the mountain for a couple of years and what a fall from oh. the mountain. The guy was on every commercial. He was in Dynasty, the quarterback you wanted a few years ago. Like you were taking him in the first few pick. You took Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield. That's how good he was. And the guy is just terrible now. I don't know what happened, but it would be cool. I think it would be cool if he, you know, like a Geno Smith last year, made a comeback. And this is the team you can do it on. You got two great wide receivers. Why not? You've got the talent. You've got the talent. It's just your team's getting very old at this point. This is talent that's been around for a long time. But here's the thing. They picked up Baker for one year and $4 million. It's definitely worth a shot, in my opinion. You're yeah. you're not losing much money on that one. They're for sure trying to have a bad record and get a quarterback in a draft. Their running back, Rashad White, who's a rookie last year, 489 yards, a touchdown, 50 catches, which is very nice, 290 yards and five touchdowns. 36 running back. A lot of people, you're either in on him or you're out on him. Here's why I'm out. He averaged 3.73 yards per carry. The the guy can't break a tackle. The guy doesn't have burst through the line. He's going to get, he's going to be fine for fantasy this year because he's going to get 300 carries because he's going to have to. There's nobody behind him. But... I don't, want, I don't want nothing to do with this guy. I think he's he's hot garbage. Really? Really? So I'm actually higher on Rashad White. Um, from week 11 on, he racked up 4.3 yards per touch every time he touched the ball. And he got he only and he had three total touchdowns. But Fournette was active for all of those games as well, except for one. 
So I think White actually offers plenty of value coming into 2023 as a receiving back. Um, because during from week 11 to week 16, um, he had an average of six receptions a game and he had 33 targets. Um, I think his PPR ceiling um, is going to be pretty high this year. Yeah, the only problem I have is Baker Mayfield in his past has never thrown a running backs. Never does. Because he sits, if you ever watch Baker okay. Mayfield, he okay. sits in the pocket way too long. He gets sacked or he tries running around. He never throws to running backs. And I got you. But Tom Brady, what does he do? He checks down to running backs all the freaking time. That's why he had 50 okay, catches yeah, last year. True. And his yard is what you're saying for his yards per touch. That counts as catches that Brady set him up for, not his rushing. rushing. And that's what I'm concerned about. I don't think he's going to catch 50 balls this year. Um, okay. Like I said, this year, he'll be a productive number two receiver or a, or a running back or a flex for you because he's going to get the volume, but it's going to be ugly. But he's going to be... I mean, he'll get you 10 points a week. You can, I guarantee you. Stamp that. He's going to get you that. But if you're Dynasty, I don't want I don't want it. Unless you feel good about him, go ahead. But, yeah, I'm not touching him. The, the, the creme de la creme on this team, though, are their two receivers. Old man Mike Evans, all he does is get 1,000 yards every year. Every year <laughs> of his career, he's at 1,000 yards. Last year, 70, 10 for 10. Let's make it 10 for 10. 77 catches for 1,124 yards and six touchdowns. Finished as a 17th wide receiver. It's going to be a little tougher this year with Baker. But, you know, their offensive line was banged up last year in Tampa Bay. And if their offensive line is better and Baker can regain some of his form, Mike Evans could. Now, if Mike Evans gets another 1,000 yards this year, is he the most underrated best wide receiver of all time oh absolutely absolutely i mean how can he be i mean when you go consistency wise you gotta think back to chris carter jerry rice tim brown type seasons where people did it marvin harrison where they did it every single year like this it's been a while so we had a guy that did it consistently like this yeah and and here's the thing mike evans has been doing some interviews he's been talking he wants the thousand yards. He's already declared, I want to beat Jerry Rice's record. I'm so close. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to perform and I'm going to get a thousand yards. It's motivating him. And so it motivates me to go, yeah, I still, I, Mike Evans is still the guy. Get him. What is, Jer- what is Jerry Rice's, play. what is his record for consecutive thousand yards? Is it nine or 11 10? or 12? I don't, I don't oh remember. Oh my God. Let me look it up. Getting- <laughs> I think he's getting to 11 or 12. Holy cow, they better bring some quarterback in or you better go somewhere else with a good quarterback. Better go to Kansas City if he wants to do that. Jiminy Christmas. All right, let's look here. 12. I hope it's, tell me it's 12. He played 14 years with 1,000 yards. With 1,000 plus receiving yards. You can settle for number two in history for the most. You ain't getting 14. Hey, Mike is pumped up and he's going for it. No, ain't going to happen. His running mate, now, Chris Godwin, go ahead. I, I I will say the last part here. Evans already owns the record for starting the career because he's done it since his rookie season. Yes. So he already owns for the first nine seasons okay. to have it, but he's going after Jerry Rice. I think number 10, 10 seasons consecutive as a rookie is pretty good. <laughs> I would take that. Uh, the guy I like better on this team is Chris Godwin. 
who last year had 104 catches, 1,023 yards, and three touchdowns, 19th. His touchdown upside should be there. He is the, the chain mover. He can also go deep. And last year, he came back. Uh, he played a full season, but he came back from his ACL knee injury. So he's a full year removed from that. So he should have a lot more burst and speed back. Um, if you remember the year before, he was phenomenal. I think he finished as number yep. two or three wide receiver. So I'm looking for him to have a better year. And the thing I learned in the NFL with the Seahawks last year and some other years, if you're a good receiver, you're still going to be a good receiver. They're still going to get, they may not win games, but those two guys, they're still going to be good. They're still going to get a thousand yards. They're still going to get five or more touchdowns. Also on this team is Russell Gage. Very disappointed, uh, disappointing year last year. Oh, yeah. uh, 51 catches, 426. He was pretty much consistent for most of his career, like 65 to 70 catches for 700 yards. Uh, but last year he dropped off. I'm not, uh, I, I don't touch him. Um, some people might want to take a late round, late round flyer, but with Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask, I wouldn't touch it. I, I'm not touching it. A tight end, though. Uh, rookie from last year, Cade Otten. Yep. I thought he had some nice flashes last year. 42 catches, 391 yards, and two touchdowns. Nobody's drafting him. Nobody's talking about him. He's a second-year tight end. Rookie tight ends don't do good anyways. He seemed like he was pretty decent to me last year. Um, in Dynasty, I'm taking a shot on him. I, it's I, hard to get I'm telling you, right, tight ends are so hard to come by. If he's available in those last couple rounds and you are still looking for that, maybe that second tight end, I'm picking up Kate Otten. I think he has huge upside. He is going to get a lot of red zone looks this year. Um, if they get down to the red zone, that's a big if. If they can get down to the red zone, I'm looking for Kate Otten. Cameron Brait's gone, so if you guys are like, oh, well, what about Cameron Brait? He's gone. He's not, a, he's not a tight end anymore. The only other tight end they have is a blocking tight end. So... Um, which is a, a, a co-keeft. So I'm looking for Kate Otten to actually have a pretty decent year. Um, for, for this team, I actually love the upside that Rashad White brings. I do love both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Um, so those are the top three, though, from this team that I'm going to target. Not going to overpay for them, but if they're available, I'm, I'm, I'll take them. You can have them. Uh, let's talk about the Panthers. Carolina Panthers. Finished with seven and ten. They got a projected win total this year of seven and a half. Anybody can win this division, and to me, it's between them and the Saints. Um, I think the Panthers can win eight or nine games very easily in this division. Even they with the rookie some, quarterback, they had some big ads. They added Miles Sanders, good running back. They paid him. They brought in Adam Thielen. Uh, he got paid. We talked about that last week. He took the bag. <laughs> they brought in DJ Shark, a good deep ball wide receiver. Hayden Hurst, reliable tight end. They lost Deontay Foreman and DJ Moore, though. I think they they have Frank Reich as a coach, which I think was a very good move with a young quarterback. Love that move. Love that move. Uh, their offensive line was great last year. I mean, their running backs... They, they had huge holes to run through. I had Deontay Foreman on teams. I loved him. Man, he was a great guy for me at the end of the year. They have a good offensive line. A, a young quarterback, but played in big all the big games in college. Played at Alabama. 
I think this it's I, I can't decide who I want to win this division between the Panthers and Saints, but I can easily see the Saint or the Panthers winning between eight and ten games in this division. I I, I see him winning about eight. I don't maybe even seven. I don't see them winning this division. Um but I do see them they're they're finally um David Tepper bought the Carolina Panthers in twenty eighteen. And since then, Ryan, he's had five different quarterbacks <laughs> since 2018. So he has learned quickly. It is not as easy as he thought it was going to be. Um, so what did they do? They traded away. Let's let's talk about what they traded to go to get to the number one pick. Um, they traded away a number one pick this year, a number two pick. Um a first round pick in 2024, a second round pick in 2025, and their number one receiver, DJ Moore, all to the Chicago Bears. They gave up a lot. They gave up a lot. But if but, it pays off, no one's going to say it wasn't nope. worth it. If you want a quarterback in this league, you got to go get him. But who knows if, I mean, I think he's going to be fine. So who did they pick up for all that? Who did they draft? That's a lot to spend for one guy. Who'd they grab? Bryce Young out of Alabama is who they ended up taking. Very accurate quarterback. Very smart. Very good at reading defenses. Playing in a prolific offense of Alabama. Uh, That's one thing when these Alabama typical quarterbacks come in, whether they have the talent or not, they're good at reading defenses and, and reading, uh, going through their progressions. He's got the talent. He, Mac Jones was the last one that came in. He's okay. He's better than Mac Jones. Oh, way better. So I think he's going to be okay. I don't think he has a lot of weapons there this year. But I think overall, for his, for dynasty wise, He's going very high. You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta take him early. I don't like taking him that early. He's too high for me. But a lot of potential there. If you're taking him in a draft, you get him early. You're not looking at winning a championship the first year. You're looking, you know, you're gonna win one in two or three years. But yeah. So does his frame worry you at all? He only stands at five foot ten. He only weighs two hundred pounds. Does that worry you at all? No, that doesn't worry me anymore after I've seen Kyler Murray, Drew Brees. I've seen these young, these small guys, and they perform at a high level. So that that doesn't, with the way the NFL plays now and the, the quarterback rules, that used to be a big thing back in the day. You couldn't draft a small quarterback. That's why Doug Flutie couldn't play forever because you they couldn't take the, the punishment. But now, I mean, you, hit a, you touch a quarterback's hand with your helmet, it's a 15-yard penalty. So they yep. don't take they don't take the hits unless you're Tua. They just don't take the hits like they used to. So, <laughs> uh, well, and like I said earlier, Bryce Young had a 98 percent uh, score on his S2 test, and people are saying you can already see it. Like when he's on the field, he's one of the smartest guys on that football field. Yeah, and they made a great move by bringing in running back Miles Sanders. Who yep. last year had a great year, twelve hundred sixty nine rushing yards, eleven touchdowns. Now his catches and yards are down since Jalen Hurts because running quarterbacks don't throw to the running backs. But in his rookie yep. year, he caught fifty passes when I believe Carson Wentz or Nick Foles, whoever was there, 
The guy can catch, and he's going to catch in this offense because Bryce Young is more of a pocket passer. He well, last, last year, last year alone, Jameer Gibbs caught 44 passes from Bryce Young in college. Yeah. And they paid Miles Sanders to come in and be a bell cow. And yep. they have a good offensive line. It's going to be a run first team. I love taking him in drafts right now. Uh, yep. A lot of people don't want to take him because he plays for the Panthers. As long as this guy can stay healthy, he's going to have pretty similar to what he did last year, but better because of the passing receiving upside. Totally agree. I do want to talk about his backup, Chuba Hubbard, who was a rookie last year. He did he did do good backing up Deontay Foreman. He had 466 yards. He got hurt towards the end of the year, five touchdowns. Um, very capable backup. He'll get a lot of run as well on that team. Somebody you can get at the end of a draft, though. Yeah. There, now there, there, there's a reason they brought in Sanders. I think you, you know what you get with uh, with Hubbard and even Blackshear. Um, they're just they're just change of pace backs, in my opinion. This is Sanders' backfield. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yep. Wide receiver room, kind of a mess, <laughs> but well, they they let DJ Moore go. They had to yeah. to get their quarterback. Oh. They had to, but I actually like what they did. So they brought in Adam Thielen, who obviously you can tell he lost a step last year. He had still had 70 catches for 700 yards and six touchdowns. Was the 29th best wide receiver. He still has a knack to get open in the end zone, which is really nice. He is a very good locker room guy. Uh, he's going to be a team leader for him. Yep. And Bryce Young, he's, he, <laughs> believe it or not, Adam Thielen last year ran the second most routes in the NFL as a wide receiver. So... I think being the number, if he's the number one on this team, which he probably will start out the year, he'll probably have design plays and he'll be decent. But a good, uh, good hands, good guy for Bryce Young. Yep. You can get him super late in a draft. You're in redraft league. If you draft him, I would play him early because he's going to drop off as the year goes on. They brought in DJ Chark, who played 11 games last year. Kind of a disappointing year, I thought. Um, 502 yards, three touchdowns on 30 catches. He has Ryan, big playability. Three seasons. It's been three seasons since DJ Chark had his thousand yard season. The Garden the Jaguars. Yeah, it's been three seasons. I'm yes. not sold on DJ Chark. I think what we see is is what is what we're gonna get. I'm not high on him. He's just a big play guy that can take a top off a of defense. Terrence Marshall, a rookie from three years ago, very underperforming. Some people love him still. I don't see it. He's just, he is what he is. The guy I'm excited about is the receiver they drafted, Jonathan Mingo. There it is. I think will take a a little time to develop. I believe they got him in the second round. The second Uh, round this year. Second round, which is pretty good for a wide receiver. Good draft capital. But that's going to be the guy that they want Bryce to grow with is going to be him. So he'll probably be Thielen's receiver room this year. But I see Mingo taking that over next year. And typically, wide receivers like this, like him, that go in the second or third round, those are the guys at when you're in a redraft league or a keeper league, people draft guys like Jonathan Mingo and they drop them. 
because they don't do anything to start the year off. And then guys like me and Jay pick them up, and then we have this awesome team going into next year. And everyone gets mad at us. How did you? Why? How did you get him? I just picked him up off the waiver wire. <laughs> yeah. Remember, you guys dropped him. I've gotten so many good players. I got Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Travis Kelsey. I got all these guys off waivers because people dropped them when they were rookies. It makes no sense. Makes no sense. Stick with these guys. You drafted them. You should know they're rookies. It's going to take them a half a year to get better. And that's what I think with this guy. I think he's going to be really good, but it's going to take till towards the end of the year. And what you want to see is him ending the year good because I can tell you right now, going into next year, you're not going to be able to get. He's gonna, you're not going to be able to get him. He's going to go fast. Yep. He's going to be high. Uh, people are going to be all over him. Completely agree. They brought in tight end Hayden Hurst. Very disappointing year. Um, but again, young quarterback this is a good veteran tight end that can get open in space. He's a good blocking tight end. Uh, should help out with a young quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Next team I want to talk about, the New Orleans Saints. There it is. They finished 7-10. and 10. Their projected <laughs> win total is 9.5. They got them winning the division. And that's the team I'm, I'm thinking will compete with the Panthers. They have definitely the best quarterback in the division. So all signs point to they should win the division. Is, I'm assuming that's your pick, Jay, to win the division? That is my pick to win the division. Look, there. let me say this. For contracts given out to free agents this year, no, no one who changed teams, who went to a different team, got more than $87 million overall or $24 million per year except one man, and that is Derek Carr. He got paid $150 million for four years and $37.5 million per year to come to the Saints and win some ball games. This guy has a chip on his shoulder. He was done dirty by the Raiders, and so he did him dirty right back. He would not waive his no-trade clause. I don't know if you remember that or not, but the only reason the Saints, he was able to even go to the Saints and interview was because it was under the agreement that he would maybe accept a trade and then he went back to the Raiders and said, nope, you got to cut me. And they did. And so then the Saints scooped him right up. I love it. I think it was a great way to get back at the Raiders. Uh, I'm expecting, I, I'm seeing him jumping into the top 15 this year for QB. He's going to have, he's going to have solid games and he's got one of the easiest schedules because of this division. He's got one of the easiest schedules um, so in the league. They brought in, they didn't bring in much. They brought in Derek Carr. And uh, Jamal Williams, and they lost Andy Dalton. So they, I mean, that's they brought in the touchdown rushing leader last year in Derek Carr. Yep, Derek Carr is a very, a very serviceable quarterback. The one thing about Derek Carr is he never has had a good defense ever. I don't think ever. he's ever had. I think what did I read? Ne- never had a top twenty defense in his whole career. Saints are a good defense. They have a good defense. They're. Uh, Good receiving core and a serviceable running bet and a good offensive line too. Like this might be one of the best teams Derek Carr's ever been on. And he doesn't he's not a flashy quarterback for fantasy wise, but an NFL quarterback, he's a good NFL quarterback. 
He's like, I always say the Kirk Cousins type quarterback because yep. Derek Carr, he ain't going to lose you a game. He yep. may not win you the game, but he's not going to lose it for you. And when you got a good defense and good surrounding players, that's a recipe for success. And he's on a good team to do that. Yep. At the running back situation, little murky. Alvin Kamara <sighs> just found out that he's going to get a three-game suspension to start the year. Elvin only Kamara, three. Everyone only kept three. telling me six. Only three. Three games. But here's the deal with Elvin Kamara. He didn't look that good last year. He looked like he lost a step last year. 897 yards, two touchdowns is all for a guy that was a touchdown machine for most of his career. 57 catches, 490 yards, and two touchdowns. Now I see his catches going up with Derek Carr, obviously. That's going to help. Even with three games, I think he's going to have more than 57 catches. But I don't see touchdowns. I don't see the rushing yards going up. And in fact... I don't see him finishing as their starting running back at the end of the year. I don't want Elvin Kamara. If I had Elvin Kamara, wink, wink, Jeff, or uh, Jay, why did I just call you Jeff? Why did I just call you Jeff? It's fine. I don't even know a Jeff, and I just called you Jeff. (laughs) I don't care. Anyways, my name is Jeff. It's Uh, okay, Roger. Keep going. (laughs) I don't think he's going to finish as their starting running back. So if you have Elvin Kamara on your team, try trading him. Try trading him now. I know the value is low, but I just don't see it. I think he's done. I think he's done. So there's a reason they do brought you him. remember that record breaking Christmas oh, game. I do. Where he scored six touchdowns. I do. I certainly do. I certainly <laughs> remember. <laughs> they brought in Jamal Williams, who had a great year last year. 1,066 yards and 17 touchdowns with the Lions. The guy knows how to score. Finished as the 13th best running back. They brought him in because they know Elvin Kamara was going to get suspended. And they know Elvin Kamara needs a good running back with him. When he was at his best, he had Mark Ingram or Latavius Murray. He always had a very good number two back who got about 40% of the carries. He can't carry a load. But the guy I'm excited about, the guy they drafted, Kendra Kendra Miller, who a lot of people early thought maybe he might even go in the first round. But because he had an injury in college to finish the year, he ended up going, I believe, in the is it late second or early third round. But uh, that's early the guy. Third. I think he is going to finish the year as a running back. The dude is... Super explosive, can break tackles. He's just a great all-around back, and I think they got a steal with him in the draft. So I so any, dra- any Alvin draft I'm and in, Jamal. I was going to say Alvin and Jamal are falling way later than their ADPs. I think because people think they're just going to be poaching on each other. Yeah. If if you end up drafting Camara or Williams, I'm not telling you not to, especially if they fall late. What Ryan's saying, get Kendra Miller as the handcuff for either one of them because he is going to take over this this backfield. Yes, you can get it. Every one of these guys are great values in drafts. Don't get me wrong. You get a great value with Kamara. You get a great value with Jamal Williams. They're going to produce. They're going to be in a flex option for you. A great, yep. one of the best flex options you can put in there. They're not going to be good RB2s, 
but your flex spot, they're going to be fantastic for that. And for as a team aspect, great running back room. Fantastic running back room. Yep. Wide receivers. And this guy was almost my MVP. Chris Olave. Last year, 72 catches, 1,042, four touchdowns. I love this guy. I think with Derek Carr, Derek Carr in his career has always supported a number one, and his number one is always one of the best in the league. That's right. Always. A few years ago when Darren Waller was hurt and they didn't have Devonta Adams, Hunter Renfro was one of the best receivers in the league. Hunter Renfro. Have you seen this guy? He looks like a dweeb. <laughs> He's a white dweeb, and he was great. I look for Olave to, right with Garrett Wilson, just going to take a huge leap. I see him finishing as a top 10 receiver this year. I love Chris Olave. If I can get him in a draft, I'm taking him, especially with Derek Carr as his quarterback. But uh, what about Michael Thomas? Michael Thomas. What Michael Thomas. Now, we talked about Kelvin Ridley a little bit ago, and now he hadn't played for a couple of years. Folks, this guy, Michael Thomas, hasn't had a good year since 2019. Oh! 2019. It's like four years ago. I don't want anything to do with this guy. He's like Odell Beckham Jr. You just can't get rid of him. People just remember what he was, and he was great. <laughs> One of the best. But he's not. He's too many injuries. He's older. He's obviously lost a step. He hasn't played meaningful football in four years. He did play a little bit last year. He got three touchdowns, but in three games, 16 catches, 171 yards. Eh. He didn't look that good out there. If he didn't get those three touchdowns, he wouldn't have had any fantasy production. I don't want anything I don't to do think with him. Ryan, I don't think Ryan wants to hear what I have to say. Oh, Jay, my sleeper don't. pick for the NFC, oh Michael Thomas. <laughs> oh, Ryan, my you can gosh. basically get him for free. And like you just brought up, What's Michael Thomas known for, Ryan? Catching the ball. Just catching the ball. What did he do with Hunter Renfro? He targeted him underneath 128 times. What did he do for Mac Hollins last year, even when he had Devontae Adams? He targeted Mac Hollins 94 times. Carr loves hitting people out of the slot. I'm telling you, Michael Thomas is going to be a catch magnet. I'm not telling you he's going to have a ton of yards not telling you he's going to have these touchdowns he's going to catch so many freaking balls this year with Derek Carr it's not even funny Derek Carr throws enough to feed two wide receivers Michael Thomas is going to get fed you say that my sleeper you say he has he does enough to feed two wide receivers Jay but he's never fed two wide receivers he's never had two receivers that finished very good Except one year he had Michael Crabtree and uh, I can't remember who the other receiver was. Years and years ago, he always and, has. And Mac, he always Mac they, Collins he, last year was serviceable in the flex. Mac yeah. Collins last year was serviceable okay. in the flex. Serviceable That's with Devontae Adams. Serviceable is different than a number two fantasy wide receiver. Let me tell you, serviceable is a guy you put in there on bye weeks and you hope they have a good week for you. You know they're gonna like you put Michael Thomas in the bye week. And you're hoping he scores you 8 to 10 points. That's what serviceable is. I have no him finishing this season as a wide receiver 3, Michael Thomas. No, don't see it. Wide receiver 4, maybe. 
99 Michael Thomas. We'll uh, I forgot to tell you guys my sleeper is Kendry Miller on this for the NFC South is my sleeper. Nice. Pick. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Uh, they also had a, I think it was a rookie last year. Uh, Shahir, Shahid. Uh, yeah, 28 catches, yes. 48 yards. I think he's going to be better than Michael Thomas. How about that? How about that hot take? You uh, take your Michael Thomas you. and you can shove it where the sun don't shine, Jay. <laughs> tight, tight end room. They have three decent tight ends. I don't want any of them because they got three of them. And Derek Carr throws the tight ends. They have Juwan Johnson, who had seven touchdowns last year, 508 yards, 15th best tight end. They brought in Foster Moreau, yep. who had cancer and now doesn't, but he played with Derek Carr, so that scares me. And they got Taysom Hill, who just ruins. If you have Derek Carr on your team or one of these running backs, you hate Taysom Hill. He's a vulture. He's a goblin. You just hate oh, him. I hate him so much. Listen to this. Taysom Hill finished last year as tight end number nine. He had nine. He had to have a lot of. He had to have a lot of targets. catches, right? He had to have a ton of <laughs> catches. Nine, then he had nine catches on thirteen targets. Oh. And he finished his tight end nine. <laughs> so dumb. He rushed, he rushed 100 times for 575 yards and seven touchdowns. Jason Hill. And threw two touchdown passes. Unbelievable. I hate him. If you have him on your team, you also I've had him on my teams too. I hate him. Because you don't I know when he's going to be good. Super league, but I don't know what I should do with him. No. I'm going to drop you, him. When you play him? He has zero points. When you have him on your bench, he scores 40. I can't stand the guy. I can't stand him. I oh, just drives me. He's the, I just hate him in fantasy. Just hate him. You can't him. predict when he's going to have a good game. I tried last year, guys. You can't predict it. You read the dirt sheets, and it's like, hey, we're leaning towards Hill's going to have a good game. You put him in, he doesn't do it. Nope, never I, does. Nope. It's bad. He's, but he's going to vulture touchdowns from everybody on this team. Receivers, running backs, and quarterbacks. He's just that guy. Now, since we just talked about this Saints team, I do feel more confident about them winning the division now. I love them. Last team, the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons. 7-10. and 10, Projected win total of 8.5. They... They did a lot better last year than I thought they were going to do. I thought they were going to be terrible. Marcus Mariota is just, oh, he's just a terrible quarterback. So bad. bad. And I thought they were going to be worse than they were. For them to win seven games, I thought was pretty impressive. I thought it was a very good job by Arthur Smith, their coach. Yep. Um, They brought in, they didn't do anything this year, but they brought in Tyler Heineke back, which is key. Because they're going to be starting Desmond Ritter. Now, when Desmond Ritter and, came in last year, they the Falcons... And, they're, yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. Who else did they bring in? Did I miss somebody? Oh, no, I was going to say, and they drafted one of the oh, yeah, we'll most talk electric about football players yes. of all time. But yeah, keep going. So, when Desmond Ritter came in last year, their offense looked so much better. Because Marcus Mariota might be... Between him and Team Tebow the most inaccurate quarterbacks in NFL history, in my opinion. But so they, bad. When Desmond Ritter came, and Desmond Ritter, he ain't, he ain't nothing to write home mom about. 
He ain't that accurate either. But boy, did he look like an MVP compared to Marcus Mariota. Before we start doing the player breakdowns, I just have to get this off my chest. I think the Falcons made a huge mistake by not going after Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. You think they could have? Yeah. I don't think I don't think Lamar wanted to leave Baltimore, though. He was trying to. What are you talking about? So the Ravens, they, they did the, it was the, it was the non, it was the non whatever franchise tag, meaning you can go, um, it was the non-exclusive franchise tag. You can he, go talk to other teams. I know. He was doing that for leverage though, I think. Lamar was trying to talk to other teams and before it was even allowed for him to do it, um, the uh, Falcons owner said we're not going to talk to Lamar Jackson we're not going to do it and I don't know if it was the unspoken rule that the owner Jim Israel of the Colts quietly said out loud that they weren't going to guarantee they're, no one's going to be offering fully guaranteed deals to quarterbacks anymore um, like Deshaun Watson got um, I don't know what it was but all you had to do was trade away two first round picks and you would have been able to get Lamar Jackson and you could have signed him to a really big deal. They should have at least talked to him. I don't know how they have that much faith in Desmond Ritter because I don't have that much faith in Desmond Ritter. This is going to be a run first team, which is why they drafted the way they did. But I am very confused on why the Falcons did not try to upgrade their quarterback. I have to get that off my chest. I feel better. <laughs> I'm glad you got, maybe you can sleep better at night now. I'm, yeah, I've been holding that in for a while. Uh, Thank you, man. This team would have been lit if they had Lamar Jackson. I'd have been I so know. excited about this team. Tell me about it. I've been like, is Michael Vick back in town? Holy cow, this is amazing. Oh, it would have been amazing. Well, Ritter last year played four games, seven hundred eight yards, two touchdowns. Doesn't sound the best, but he looked better. But they brought in a serviceable quarterback, Tyler Heineke who played eight or nine games last year for the Redskins, 1,800 yards, 12 touchdowns. But Heineke doesn't put up the best stats, but this is another one of those guys. He doesn't lose games, and he is That's fun right. to watch. He does not. He will throw it deep. He will air it out. He doesn't check down. Like, he can. he's had multiple game-winning drives. Like, the dude is just, uh, to me, he's just like a winner. Like, I just, I like the guy. He's not flashy. Maybe there's more there with Ritter. We'll see this year. If, But that's why they brought Heineke in, because if if Ritter can't do it, they got a nice backup that can. So, they set themselves yeah, I, up. I mean, Lamar would have been I, better. I, but Oh, man, Lamar would have been so much better. I, I'm, I was glad that they brought in Heineke, because I do think his veteran presence is going to actually be good for the team. Before you talk about who they drafted for running back, I just want to talk about Tyler Algier. The reason he was a fifth round pick last year, rookie breaks out and has a thousand rushing yards, three touchdowns, finishes the year as the 14th leading rusher as a rookie in the NFL phenomenal so this is a this is a run heavy offense Algier is looking like yeah he's gonna he's gonna be a he was a huge waiver wire pickup for most teams so people were expecting him to have a fantastic year this year 
and the Falcons said, we're going to stay run heavy, so we better get the best freaking runner in the game. Well, I, I, I want to hit it. I want to hit on Tyler Algier because I got him yeah, in a please. lot of leagues. And when draft night came, I'm sitting here going, oh, please, fuckings, don't draft him. Don't draft him. I want Tyler. I have a good running back for the future. Don't yeah. draft. In my ESPN league, I told you I got those two old guys. I'm like, oh, I got Tyler Algier. I'm fine. I'm fine. But <sighs> they didn't. They drafted Bijan Robinson, who oh. is one of the better running backs out of the last few years. Um, in fact, probably the last... Several, besides Brees Hall, who I think is just as good as Bijan Robinson. Yep. But those, but but before those two, it's been a lot of years since they really somebody good came out as a running back in the draft. And this guy has all the tools. And Arthur all Smith, they run the ball a ton, a ton, and they're going to run it even more this year. That's what he did. He was Tennessee's offensive coordinator. With Derrick Henry when they were going to the AFC championships. The guy was a good yep. coach then. He knows how to run. Like, not many teams run the ball. This guy knows how to do it and be efficient and win games, which makes their defense better, which is why they won seven games last year because of his coaching ability. And they're yep. going to run the ball a ton. They know they have Tyler. The thing about a fifth round running back pick is you don't. You don't have anything invested in them. So you feel like you need to get somebody else. The The Jaguars did it when they had James Robinson. Yep. He had a great year, but he got he hurt his knee. Well, Tyler Algier didn't hurt his knee. I really think that they are going to run both these guys. And I would not be surprised at all if they have 2,000-yard backs on this team, to be honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised one bit. I could see it. I don't remember the last time. I know the Chiefs did a long time ago when the Nigerian nightmare, Christian Okoye, was there. Yep. And Barry Word. But <laughs> it's been a long time since there's been a couple thousand yard backs. But I really think this team could do with that talent. Uh, Bijan's going to be phenomenal. You got to take him in the first round. He could finish as the number one running back this year. I mean, that's how good the guy is. He can catch the ball, yep. he can run the ball. He's a super explosive. He breaks tackles. He's going to be great. I don't see if this guy's a bust, he might be the biggest bust in NFL history, in my opinion. He ain't going to bust. There's no. no way. Another guy I love. And Bijan Robinson, he's my MVP out of this division. He was also he, my MVP. I should say I think that. He will finish as a top five running back, which is very big for a rookie running I back. I haven't finished in number one. He's going to finish as the best running back in the league. He's going to do it. I got I got Nick Chubb as one. I feel very confident with that. Wide receiver. Another guy from last year's rookie class that is awesome. Drake London. For what he put up last year with the terrible quarterback play, 72 oh. catches, 866 yards, and four touchdowns. He should only... He and most of that came awesome. when Desmond Ritter played. Most of Desmond Ritter's stats, he threw to Drake London because that's all he had to throw to. There's nobody else on the team to throw to. Uh, The dude is great. He's big. He's fast. Catch. He runs good routes. Uh, Whatever quarterback they have, that's who they're going to throw the ball to for receiver-wise. They brought in Matt Collins from the Raiders, who you love, apparently. 
Well, no, I was just, I loved what Derek Carr did with Mac Collins. I do not expect Collins. Mac Collins is not going to have a good year. You're a closet Mac Collins guy. You heard it here first. Don't draft him. 57 catches, 690 yards, four touchdowns. He's the number two wide receiver because they literally have nobody after that. Well, they do, but he's not a receiver. Yeah, he's not a receiver. It's Drake London's receiving room. Matt Collins will probably put up almost the same exact stats as he had last yep. year. And then Kyle Pitts. If you had Kyle Pitts drafted him as a rookie, you were like, ha, I just got the next Travis Kelsey. I'm going to be amazing. And then you went to hey. last year all cocky thinking you were going to just rule the league with Kyle Pitts. I remember my buddy Dwayne. Had Kyle Pitts, and he just talked about how awesome he was and how good he he's broke be. Mike Ditka's rookie record. Like, I mean, yeah. come on. He had a thousand yards as a rookie. Nobody's ever done that as a tight end. But last year, he played, believe it or not, he played 10 games. And you won't believe it when I tell you what his stats were 28 catches, 356 yards, and two touchdowns <laughs> in 10 games. That's easy to average out because when you do 10 games, it's very easy to average out. That's 2.8 catches a game, 35.6 yards, and .25 touchdowns. So bad. <laughs> so bad. Now, some of that has to do with Marcus Mariota. That's right. I'll give him that. He was open on a lot of plays, and Mariota missed him a lot. I know Dwayne was so frustrated watching Marcus Mariota miss a wide-open Kyle Pitts <laughs> yeah. over and over again. Oh, yeah. So many times. But I'll say it here first. If Pitts plays the whole year, he will be better. He'll be a top five tight end. Book yes. it. He's that good. And if, for gosh sakes, if Ritter ends up being good, he's got he's got some really good weapons on this team. And this defense is pretty good on this team. They could be a surprise team this year. This division, like we talked about, is up in the air. We mean Jay like the Saints, but I mean, any team could really win this division depending on how good their quarterback plays. If somebody's quarterback, Baker Mayfield, has a resurgence, Desmond Ritter comes out of nowhere, if the rookie for Panthers is great, whichever quarterback plays the best is going to win this division because they all have okay defenses. Yep. They all have okay offensive lines. They all have other weapons besides quarterback. So it's just a matter, can the quarterback make it work? I, I feel like the most weapons is between the Saints and the Falcons. I give it to the Saints. I think the veteran presence of Derek Carr is going to help them win the whole division. But I think the Falcons are going to finish number two in the division. They're going to win at least nine games. Um, I'm excited to watch the Falcons play. Even though they didn't go get Lamar Jackson, which would have made their team unbelievable. Well, they wouldn't they have. But they exactly. They now have the most electrifying role player in the game. Uh, and I can't wait to see what B. John Robinson does um, on this team as well. Well, allegedly the most electrifying. Nobody's seen him play yet in the NFL. We'll find out. I'm excited. I'm excited. Now... I was talking about that dynasty draft I got coming up. I have he in that those mock drafts. Somehow, Bijan, a few of those, has fallen to me for my second pick. And I've also done mocks where I'm like, eh, maybe I won't take a quarterback right away. 
and I'll take Bijan first, and I get him and Christian McCaffrey for my first two picks. The problem is, I don't get very good quarterbacks. I end up with like don't Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. So don't do that, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. If you're doing startup dynasty league, that's a two quarterback league. You have to take a quarterback. This is why. You do mock drafts. You see, especially if you know your position, like I do in this league. I know now at that spot, I got to take a quarterback. I don't have a choice. I got to take one. If you have one of those first few picks, you could probably take Chase or Jefferson, and you can still get a pretty decent quarterback. But, oh, holy cow. If you're one of those last picks, if if you don't get Fields or Trevor Lawrence towards the end there, dude, it's such a big drop off. Ugh. Unless you have faith in Tua and you put him in that group. But oh, I just think Tua. Do I, just, I don't like Tua's arm. Well, that's it. We got one We got uh, one more week of division breakdowns, which will be the AFC West, which we'll just zip right through. That'll be, we won't even talk much about that week division. And oh. the NFC West, which we'll spend most of our time on. <laughs> Quit. <laughs> no, Prepare for a two-hour episode. <laughs> we are going to be talking for a yeah. long time. I'm excited that AFC West. I love the I love the uh, Chargers. They got a lot of weapons. I like Patrick Mahomes. That's about it on that team and Travis Kelsey. But the NFC West, you got the Niners. I mean, they got so many oh. fantasy options on that team. Oh, it's yeah. going to be fun. It'll be a fun, be a fun way, good week. A good way to start with the East and a good way to end with the West. I like it. Um, and then in a couple of weeks, we'll we got a we're gonna do a mock, we're gonna try to do a mock draft on here. That's gonna be fun. I'm very excited. All right. Hopefully we'll get time. John back so we can have some trivia. Yeah, we need John back for some trivia and some uh, quick witted laughter. Yes. Till next time. Peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on the Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at The Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.